2: I am a college freshman with a passion for math and engineering. Empowering women in STEM is an issue that I am passionate about and why I participate in programs sponsored by STEM for Her. STEM for Her is a nonprofit organization that promotes education to create awareness, excitement, and opportunities among girls and young women to pursue successful STEM-related careers. One STEMinist that has inspired me is Flossie Wongstall, a Chinese-American virologist and molecular biologist. She was the first scientist to clone HIV and determine the function of its genes, which was a major step in proving that HIV is the cause of AIDS. Much of her instrumental work in HIV research has provided a strong foundational basis in understanding a virus, proving to be useful today in COVID-19 research. She was also a trailblazer for female scientists. Heading a productive lab, she mentored other women like Genoveppa Francini who have gone on to become pioneers as well. Lossi's presence as a strong woman in the scientific community makes her a role model for girls to look up to.
1: From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's STEMinist made historic strides in developing understanding of and treatment for a deadly epidemic. The first treatments for AIDS were created as a direct result of her tireless research. Let's talk about Dr. Flossie Wong-Stahl.
2: I was wondering if I did the right thing, leaving home. Would I fit in? Would I be accepted? The United States is a country of immigrants and that people of diverse ethnic origins are warmly welcomed into its fold.
1: Flossie Wong-Stahl was born Yi Ching Wong on August 27, 1947 in China. In the wake of the communist revolution, her family fled to Hong Kong, where Flossie attended Catholic school for girls. There, her teachers encouraged her family to change her name to something more Anglicized. Her father chose to name her after a typhoon that had recently hit the area. Flossie showed early academic prowess, and many of her teachers encouraged her to pursue a career in science. Despite the fact that no women in Flossie's family ever had careers of their own, Flossie's parents were also on board. The backing of teachers and family, Flossie's path was clear. At the age of 18, Flossie moved to the United States to attend the University of California, Los Angeles. She earned a bachelor's degree in bacteriology with honors in just 3 years and then earned her PhD in molecular biology from the same university. In 1973, Flossie moved to Maryland to work at the National Cancer Institute, where she started researching retroviruses, viruses that put their own DNA into the cells of a host. She worked with prominent scientist Robert Gallo, who was spearheading research on a mysterious disease that had just entered the American population, AIDS. In 1981, cases of rare illnesses, like uncommon cancers and lung diseases, were popping up in small numbers in the gay communities of New York and California. Scientists linked these diseases to Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome, or AIDS, but they still didn't know what caused AIDS. Flossie and Robert Gallo searched for the cause in tandem with a French research team at the Pasteur Institute. In 1983, both the National Cancer Institute and the Pasteur Institute discovered the virus that would later be named HIV. Though Gallo claimed to have discovered HIV, the Pasteur Institute accused him of stealing samples for his research. This led to patent disputes and litigation that clouded the discovery. Ultimately, Gallo admitted in 1991 that the samples he used in his research were tainted by samples sent to him by the French lab. So the two groups were working from the exact same virus. Despite the controversy surrounding the discovery of HIV, Flossie continued her research and wrote dozens of groundbreaking papers. In 1985, she was the first person to clone HIV, which led to the first genetic map of the virus and a method for developing blood tests for the disease. She continued to break down the virus's components to discover what each did, which led to treatments like the widely used AZT. Flossie moved back to California in 1990 to continue her AIDS research at UC San Diego's Center for AIDS Research, and became its chair. In 2002, Flossie co-founded the biopharmaceutical company Imusol, where she served as vice president and chief scientific officer for genomics. She shifted her focus to work on treatments for another pervasive and difficult disease, hepatitis C. She also continued to work as a research professor of medicine at UCSD. In 2019, Flossie was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame.
2: It's it's such an honor to be included in such a distinguished group of American women. I could never have imagined this growing up in Hong Kong, when the women of my parents' generation rarely had the chance to go to college. And in fact, I was the only one uh, of the children who did so.
1: On July 8, 2020, she passed away. She was 73 years old. Flossie Wong-Stahl navigated the male-dominated world of medical research with confidence and skill. As always, we're taking a break for the weekend. Tune in on Monday to hear the story of November's final STEMinist. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you on Monday. Before you go, I wanna give a special shout out to Latinas in Tech. Latinas in Tech is a nonprofit with humble origins. What started out as two friends in need of career support is now a multinational community of over 12,000 Latinx women in more than 16 cities. The organization's mission is ambitious, just like its members. They seek to reshape the tech industry so that Latinx women are well represented and thriving in the ecosystem.